0: Welcome to the Red Shirts Dynasty Podcast, a Ball Blast football production. Here are your hosts, Matthew Betts, Matt Okada, and John Helmkamp.
1: What is up, everybody? Welcome back into to the Red Shirts Dynasty Podcast, Matthew Betts. Matt Okada, John Helmkamp, we are back and we are rolling through rookie content here. It is officially rookie season here on the pod and on the Ball Blast Football YouTube channel. If you're not watching there, you are doing it so wrong because we have Okada Mm. on the controls tonight, helping us with some uh, player profiles and graphics and film. So check it out there uh, on YouTube. Of course, make sure you subscribe. We're going to be breaking down all the running backs, all the quarterbacks, all the three tight ends that matter. And, of course, the wide receivers, which there are so many. So keep it locked in here so on the show. If you missed it, we did Javante Williams. We did Najee Harris. We start with the heavy hitters. We are now on to Travis Etienne. And I feel like, you know, Najee and, and Javante, it's pretty straightforward. These guys are good running backs. We love them. I think Travis Etienne is going to be a little bit of a, a contention point amongst the three of us. I'm excited to break that down tonight. We will find out. All right, fellas, this is a running back who shocked everyone by coming back to Clemson. This past season in 2020, yep. I think we all assumed 2019 another fantastic year. He's coming out, and all of a sudden he goes back whichever Lawrence to try to win another national championship. Fall short. He does happen. not. Did not happen. Let's talk about the size though, because that's what we'll, we'll start, and then we'll get into his production profile. This running back out of Clemson is 5'10" and 205. Now we talked about Javante Williams being 5'10", but a little bit heavier in in his build. We talked about that being an ideal situation as far as what we look for. Thoughts on the build and the uh, way weight here, excuse me, for Travis Etn. Decent. Good enough. Good enough. Yeah, not ideal. I, but I'm enough. in
2: the same. I'm in the same note. It's not okay. a major red flag if he was short of 200. That would be a yep. major concern for me. I was um, just
0: going to say if he's if you're sub 200, it becomes a potential issue. But 205 feels fine.
2: That Perfect. and he I'm, doesn't I'm he, he doesn't look small. Like when you watch the film, he looks like he's got a decent build to him. He's mm-hmm. also a running back that is notorious for being a very good pass catcher. So he could potentially go to a landing spot that is gonna ask him to have twelve to fourteen carries a game and get heavily utilized in the passing game. And I think that fits his body type very well.
1: Absolutely, I would agree with that. Um, just for reference, Alvin Kamara, 5'10". He's about 2'15". So we're looking at the same height, a little bit more thin in the build compared to Alvin Kamara, but I think it's still totally fine. I'm not worried about it at all. Fellas, we talk about production profiles all the time. His is excellent. It yep. is elite. His yardage, receptions, his touchdowns, I mean, he literally checks every single box. This guy came in and immediately started producing for Clemson. As a freshman, and you look at what he did over the last three seasons about 200 ish, give or take yards. Excuse me, I keep saying this, attempts over 1,600 yards in back to back seasons in 2018 and 2019. We're looking at a player that went 24 touchdowns, 19 touchdowns, and 14 in three consecutive years on the ground. He is the ACC's all time leading rusher in yards and yards per attempt. So to me, I have zero concerns about his production profile, but I'm going to kick it back to you guys. Just in this last season as a senior, it wasn't as good as what we've become accustomed to seeing Travis Etienne. Clemson lost four of five offensive line starters. Do you guys feel like that was like the reason why and we can kind of move on? Or do you feel like that's maybe a little bit of a yellow-ish flag in terms of the production profile?
0: Uh, I will say that it is a, a, certainly a factor. Whether it's the number one factor, who knows, per se, because a lot of things can happen. <laughs> However, it makes sense to me because when I look at my notes for Travis Etienne after watching him on tape and when I look at where where I wanted to go in the NFL, it is very important to me that he has a good offensive line. So when I see an offensive line disintegrate and I see his numbers not disintegrate, but Dip regressed somewhat significantly in the rushing category. I say, okay, that kind of makes sense. That kind of drives with what I see with him. Yep, and it tells me that again that it confirms that it is important. So I'm not, I'm not freaking out about last year's production. The overall production is too good for it to be too much of a concern. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's you know, it is what it is.
2: So one thing that I will say, he has an elite production profile. There's no question about that. Absolutely love his production profile, the immediacy of which he contributed heavily. I also, we haven't mentioned it yet. This is our third one of these that we've done out of like, I don't even know 50 that we're going to do. There's going to be so many, but we haven't talked yet about COVID and the impacts of that Mm. on college football this last year. Mm -hmm, He was without Trevor Lawrence for two to three weeks Something along those lines, because of COVID concerns, you have weird off-the-field stuff with training facilities and new protocols and all kinds of weirdness. Any dip in 2020 production for any of these guys, in my opinion, needs to be taken with a grain of salt, with, like, let's minimize that weight in our rankings a little bit because this was an unprecedented year, an unprecedented college football season that we've never seen in all of these teams and players and coaching staffs and schools just winging it on the fly with what this is going to look like and what their training regimen looks like and practice and all that stuff. So take it with a little bit of the grain of salt, but I do agree that the offensive line Moving on to the NFL um, is worth noting because of his play style. I'm very much in agreement with Okada on that one. Also, yeah, we'll talk about worth, that
0: when the the film's rolling a little bit too. Also worth you know hammering in that he had 48 catches for 588 yards, 12.3 a catch. So yes, the rushing numbers went down, but it's not like he disappeared from the offense. He that those are very nice receiving numbers.
2: Elite yeah. receiving yes. numbers for a college running back.
0: Indeed, and if you guys recall, there
1: was—I don't know if it was after the 2019 season or the 2018 season—but there was a quote, and it's now—it's—it's kind of—it's mm-hmm. tied to ETN's college profile, it was, it where he 18. said that he was nervous. 2018, yeah, he was like nervous about catching the football. Don't—that doesn't matter. Like clearly, he can do it. It's on tape. It's in his profile. Move on. It's not a thing, because that's huge, Okada. Like being able to take that big of a step forward in. What almost 600 receiving yards as a running back in college does not happen. So Mm -mm. that's huge for a guy like Etienne. Absolutely love that for his production profile. His breakout age, fellas, eighteen point (laughs) six. You love it. His dominated rating last year was twenty four percent. Good, not to the degree at which we've seen with Najee Harris with Javante Williams. They were up around thirty percent. Still very good, but not at the elite level that it was there. One quick stat I do want to throw at you guys before we move on to uh, his strengths and weaknesses on tape. He was really, really, really dynamic. We talked about it in the passing game. When you look at an efficiency metric, this is a stat that a lot of people use for wide receivers. He was ninth in the country with 2.26 yards per route run. Basically telling you that when he gets the ball in his hands, it's not just like a little check down here and like he's out of bounds for a four yard gain. He is down the field making plays either after the catch or running routes down the field. So we'll see that on tape, but wanted to point that out. His that receiving ability in the country fantastic.
2: Includes wide receivers.
1: Yeah. That's crazy. It's very good. Uh fellas, before we move on, wanted to just quick quick point out for the listeners. You can find all these like scouting notes and that kind of thing on the website. Go to ballblastfootball.com. if you want access to our specific um uh, Notes that we take when we watch film, we wrote them down for you guys. They're in Patreon, patreoncom blast Is how you get access to that. You can unlock that oh. on the site at ballblastfootball.com. All right, That's producer too, Okada, God. roll the tape. I'm gonna let you guys start with this one because I know some of us are higher, some of us are lower on ETN. I know is definitely higher on. So Okada, talk to me about what you're seeing here with ETN carrying the football.
0: Yeah. Um. Well, if you listen to the nanji Harris pod or watched the video. It's very easy to explain what Travis Etienne is because he's everything that Najee Harris is not and nothing that Najee Harris is. (laughs) Obviously, that is a that is a gross hyperbole, but this is the point with Travis Etienne. He wins with burst and speed that is disgusting. Uh I don't know how many times better than Najee Harris, but it's at least seven. He is going to outrun just about anybody. And he's going to get to the edge faster than you. If he gets to the second level, he's going to run away from defenders faster than they can. It is going to be insane. However, in my personal opinion, that is not his only skill. And I feel like that that's a little bit what he gets pigeonholed into is that you're only a speed guy. What I saw on tape is that he's very good through contact. Now, if the contact is directly in front of him and he has to run straight into somebody, it's not great. But that's not the only direction that contact comes from comes from the sides. It comes from behind. And when those things happen, I saw him shake defenders and shake tackles very easily. In fact, he did it at basically the same rate that Harris did in terms of missed tackles force last year. Uh, and then as a pass catcher, that's the other major thing to hit on because he is elite as a pass catcher now. We saw it with the numbers in the production profile we just hit. We see it on the tape. He has excellent hands. He adjusts to the ball well. He is going to be a great Pass catching back at the next level. uh I won't hit on the weaknesses. I'll let someone else hit on them because I know that they hate them more. But I will throw this out there and you guys tell me what you think. I kind of get a little bit of CJ Spiller vibes from Travis Etienne. Yeah, I like that a lot. He played at Clemson, right? Did he? I don't actually know. I forget. I check, that, check that for me. But gotcha. I will say CJ Spiller had there was several years in fantasy where everybody was like this guy's going to be the the rb1 this year and freaking fred jackson and a bad clemson. team
2: look at you Bets. look at that betsy he's the
1: running backs coach at clemson
0: oh <laughs> is he really <laughs> according to
1: the internet yes
2: well there you go <laughs> well, the internet Jackson's doesn't lie really never <laughs> Um that. he is the running backs coach for the Clemson Tigers. Wow, full circle.
0: What a great compocata. I love that. Uh Travis Etienne is going to be what CJ Spiller never quite became. I'm not sure about that, but that is the ceiling, I think, and it is not out of the realm of possibility that he becomes that.
1: I don't think that's that's an outlandish take by any means. I think for me with, with Travis Etienne some great contact we just saw,
0: by the way. Very yes. nice.
1: From an analytics perspective, he checks the boxes. No doubts. I think that there are a couple other running backs in this class who are probably a little bit better at getting through contact. Doesn't mean he can't do it. I just think that when you look at him with the football in his hands, like you're saying, if the contact is coming from the side of him, he knows how to contort his body to to shake it. And his speed is good enough that he can just get by you. So it works. And that's going to show up in an analytics box where you look at yards after contact. That's going to show up there. Is he the running back that I want to pick up, you know, four yards for a first down when you absolutely have to have it? Probably not. That's probably Najee Harris or Javante Williams. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't take away from him being a good running back. I'm just not sure that I'm willing to put him. Yeah. And I'm I'm not sure I'm willing to put him in the. Well, I don't know, because if he lands on the right system that knows how to get him the ball in space then I do think he can be the top running back in this class, no yeah. doubt about it. It's just a matter of, of, to me, he's pretty landing spot dependent, and it's because you talked about the offensive line, potential concerns, and you also talk about a, a coaching staff that knows how to use this guy. Like, if they put this guy in the backfield and just say, all right, here you go, Travis, I'm going to hand the ball off to you 20 times, let's see it, and give you no targets, that sucks. But if he gets targets, I'm so right. in on Travis Etienne. So it to me, he's probably the most Uh, landing spot specific running back in this class
2: so okay my turn Um, before I start talking about Travis Hien I'm going to talk about uh, CJ Spiller who was 6th in the Heisman Trophy voting in 2009 Um, he had 1,212 rushing yards at 5.6 yards per carry with 12 rushing touchdowns he also had 36 receptions for 503 yards Mm, CJ Spiller CJ Spiller, uh, you was, go, CJ, was 5'10, 200 pounds, so similar build. Uh, to to one Mr. Travis Etienne, so good job. This Anyways, was off the cuff,
0: and it's turning out way this better. Was than I thought it was off the it,
2: it, it got <laughs> way better than you thought it was when you said it. Yep. <laughs> um, so here's the thing with Travis Etienne. Um, Travis Etienne has a couple things, in my opinion, that he's elite at doing, elite top tier he is elite in his burst and long speed he is elite in his straight line running ability he is elite in my opinion as a pass catching weapon now when i've been doing player evaluations and watching film and things like that over this whole off season and i'm like i don't even know 40 players deep at this point i'll end up somewhere around 70 by the time it's all said and done I've found myself being more attracted to players that can win in more ways, which is why Javante Williams is my running back one, because Javante can do Mm. everything Mm -hmm. great. He might Mm. not have one or two traits that he's elite at, but he can do everything great, and I love that. Travis Etienne has a couple things that he is elite at doing, but he has some major holes in his game that I am – very concerned by And what would that be? He doesn't know how to turn. He's like (laughs) Zoolander (laughs) trying to turn left. It doesn't happen.
0: Oh, no.
2: For Travis (laughs) Etienne. It is rounded and slow, and he loses speed when he's trying to change direction, other than a couple short space agility things. Like, He's going in a straight line, and he can like move the joystick to the side a little bit and then keep going straight. But if you're asking him to like go and bend and weave, he can't do it, in my opinion. It shaves off half of his speed when he tries to change direction like that. I'm very concerned about that. There were numerous occasions that when he felt he was out of options, when defenders were in front of him, and he felt that he was out of options, he stopped. His feet stopped moving. He would plant his feet. He'd do this weird little turn thing, like half of a spin move, and put his butt into the chest of the defender, and the defender would blow him up, and the play would stop on a dime. I agree with what Okada is saying, that when contact is coming from the side, he has very good contact balance. I like that about him. But his speed is going to be minimized at the NFL level unless he goes to, in my opinion, a very select handful of teams that know how to create the space for him and then let him run in a straight line. San Francisco is the perfect landing spot for Travis Etienne and is the only landing spot where I will probably dramatically move him up my rankings because Kyle Shanahan's running scheme Is second to none in getting his playmakers into space. If this dude goes to the Jets, he's a bust. Oh yeah, bust. It could get rough. The Jets. It could be disgusting. He needs a great offensive line, misdirection, running backs getting the ball in space on the edge with pulling blockers, with everything out in front of him to set up all the lanes for him so that he can do what he does best, which is run in a straight line. That is the only situation, in my opinion, where Travis Etienne is going to be a potential elite running back at the NFL level. He does a couple things incredibly well. He does a couple things very poorly, in my opinion.
0: So let me say a couple quick things. Number one, most, if not everything of what has been said by both of these fellows is correct. Uh Betts' point about the, uh, what was Betts, was it you who said that where he goes matters the most yep. of any running back? Yes. I have a note in my notes. I have a note in my notes. Shocking. Ah, shocking. We that. I have a note in my <laughs> scouting profile that says, can not, with not in all caps, create for himself behind the line, will be Absolutely beholden not. to his blocking scheme. Blocking or scheme to get him good holes. You slash wrote
2: interstate. the word beholden?
0: Yes, I wrote I the word I am so,
2: so proud of you right Alright,
1: listeners slash viewers, pause oh. the show. You need to go
0: on Patreon and get access to this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I might pay for this. This is beholden. fantastic. How many scouting notes have the word beholden in them, guys? Well, Come on. Mine
2: would. I'm that kind <laughs> of guy. Travis, it would It would behoove Travis yes. CTN to land <laughs> with a good offensive line.
0: <laughs> yes. However,
2: the only thing I don't
0: agree with is that the San Francisco is the only place you could go where that will be found. For one thing, I think there's some other teams that, that have good Arizona, running maybe. schemes. Uh, tr- Possibly true. Oh, look at that. <laughs> we finished the tape. Hold on. Let me <laughs> replay that so we don't have to watch Tom Brady. Um, Brady. But, but I will hit on what John said about the 49ers because I think it brings up a very good comp. And, in fact, John brought this comp up himself earlier this week, and it is Raheem Mostert, right? Raheem Mostert in the San Francisco offense over the last two years has averaged 5.4 yards per carry and 11.2 yards per reception.
2: Why? Because he also has logged some of the fastest running speeds in the NFL according to um, next-gen stats. Next-gen stats. He is 5'10",
0: 197 he Travis Etienne is very similar to what Raheem Mostert is. The difference is Raheem Mostert was undrafted. Travis Etienne is not going to go undrafted. In fact, he's probably going to be somewhere in the first to second round turn. He's
2: a he's a one he's a one two round. There's no chance in hell he lasts around three. So, get granting that
0: San Francisco is arguably the best spot. If you tell me that I can have a Raheem Mostert, but with first round draft capital go to any team with an above average run blocking and run scheme. I'm going to feel pretty dang excited about that. That, uh, that kind of is what I see with Travis Etienne. to bets his point. If he goes somewhere terrible, if he goes to the jets, he falls much farther than, than Najee Harris or another, uh, several other names might fall by going to a team like the jets. However, Najee Harris is not going to jump that much by going to a great team and, in my opinion, Travis Etienne will jump him pretty significantly if he goes to a great spot in terms of the ceiling that he can produce. Also, one last note from my scouting notes, and then we can call it quits, or at least I can call it quits. From him, I saw very good pass blocking. Good effort, decent technique. I did not see that from Najee Harris. I saw bad pass blocking from Najee Harris. In fact, it was I in heard. my notes, and I forgot to bring it up. The reason that I mentioned this is because Najee Harris is an excellent pass catcher, but if you don't if you're not in the game on third down, it hurts your ability to produce in that aspect of the game in fantasy. For yes. me, Travis Etienne has a better chance of being on the field for all three downs despite the fact that Najee is very good at that at pass catching because of the pass blocking. So that's one Would last she, side
2: note. I'm I'm going to leave an easter egg for for making our listeners go watch, don't listen to these, watch them. You need to watch these on YouTube. Watch them going forward. That is why, in some small part, there's another running back that Okada and I are both high on. That (laughs) for me is higher than Travis Etienne. He's also, wait, is he higher for me?
0: Let me check. It is because
2: of that ability to stay on the field on third down no matter what the play design is. Easter egg. Come back. He's right
0: behind him for me, but I wonder if I should switch him up.
2: Uh huh. Yeah.
1: We'll have to tune back in next time to find Mm. out. Fellas, we'll close it out there. I just want to wrap it up real quick with ETN. Elite production profile, elite advanced analytics uh, as far as his breakout age dominator rating. Well, dominator rating isn't as good as the other backs, but still good enough. Size is good. He's a good running back. Don't hear what we're not saying. It's just at this point, you want to be able to nitpick all these guys to make sure that you're making the best selection in your rookie draft. So don't hear what we're not saying. He's a good running back. Just a little bit more landing spot dependent for us as of now, but we shall see. Fellas, we are back uh, for another running back, probably. Michael Carter, maybe? Kyle oh. Hill, maybe? We'll oh. see. We'll see. <laughs> Subscribe on the YouTube, of course, in your podcast app. If you want all these breakdowns, are coming at you. Check out the resources on ballbustleball.com. Until next time,
0: we're the Red Shirts. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Red Shirts Dynasty Podcast. Hit us up on Twitter at RedShirtsFFPod. And check out BallBlastFootball.com for all things fantasy football.